The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We had it again, another 47 minutes of. Live sports Just across the pure, country. Pure, pure bliss. Pure bliss. It's going to go by real fast, especially if we get heated. I don't know if this, these topics are going to make us heated today, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to we'll get see. some. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Got Alex Clancy in the studio with Deborah Debris. Don't forget, second segment, Clancy's Corner, third, Down and Dirty with Deborah. And we also may have Aaron Burks call in here, um, uh, and maybe Junior Spivey. Don't hold your breath on Spivey. Diamond Bikes, a World Series champion. Uh, Back in um, 2000, was it? I don't know when, when they when 2001. won. 2001. 2001. Yeah. yeah, when they won, they beat the Yankees. Uh, but we'll see what he calls it and say. He's a, he's a passionate guy. He loves it. He talks about everything but baseball. He loves the other <laughs> sports, uh, but he knows his business. Um, what else are we talking about? We're gonna talk about this 36 year old turns 36 mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. Five years, 96 million dollars for neck surgeries. Interesting. And he's uh, taking a mania out of Denver. And uh, possibly out of Denver and on to somewhere else. Um, but right now, what you guys have going on this weekend? Uh, St. Patrick's Day. You know, I, I was building churches and, uh, you know, uh, you Irish? what else was I doing? What was it? Uh, Clancy? Absolutely. Uh, Clancy's Irish? Absolutely. Is Irish. it Irish, bro? He's yeah. still getting green in his eyes. I don't uh, know what that's from. No, I was, like, you know, watering my garden. I didn't do much, you know. Uh, so you're lying <laughs> to us on there. Okay. So I did the uh, the Jane and Al show last week. That was a lot of fun. That was um, good. I, yeah. I like those. I like Thank those you. guys. Yeah, that was a lot yeah. of fun. Then I uh, did uh, another talk at Coach Zahner's football camp. He's got about seventy guys in right now for his combine today, and uh, heading out there after here, he's got about twenty-eight coaches uh, from around the league coming in to watch the guys. So. You also have something in Dallas. I do. I'm gonna, not going to be in studio for the next two weeks. I'm headed to Dallas and then over to Houston uh, doing a couple events there for the players. So. We might have to get a city in. I don't know if I can sit in here by myself with uh, Alex. We'll have to get another city <laughs> Energetically, Alex. I'll be here. I'll get a little uh, poster board we can put. You can have your whole studio. You can do whatever <laughs> oh, you want. Oh, you said you was going to... Uh, I'll get a little poster board to put up here okay. that looks like me. So. What's those, those those fat hat things that you put on the wall? <laughs> yeah, they are. Or a little, a little bobblehead yeah. or something. A bobblehead would be good. <laughs> That's the great one. Just bobblehead. Oh, you can make it go either way, Iron. Yeah. <laughs> the bobblehead. No, I, yes or no. Yeah. Hey, uh, also, I want you guys to check out this uh, place on uh, Chandler and Armour School. It's called Bread Connection. Uh, it's a nice little spot over there on the northwest corner uh, in the cut over there. But Bread Connection, it is pretty good. Becky uh, just opened it up. I, you know, I go over there. I'm going to try to get a commercial done for her, for us here. Uh, but definitely, if you go over there, say, I sent you over there. First sandwich on me. Anything that has bread in it, I'm there. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. She got some good sandwiches yeah. over there, but uh, bread connections over there in Northwest Corner. I'm um, a school in Chandler Boulevard. Uh, check it out. Um, tell her I sent you over there. You'll get a discount. But you two might get a free sandwich. All right. So, I like woo. it. 
Yeah, you, so, you, so mm-hmm. just go check that out. And we'll do a commercial for it. We'll get that done sometimes down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what, where this direction of the show is going to take us. That's, that's it. It's uh, good to be connected. Man in Greece to five years, 96 million. Give me your uh, assessment on this thing. Four neck surgeries. Get Tim Tebow out of there. He's, uh, I, I thought a better choice may be uh, the San Francisco 49ers, but I think uh, San Francisco 49ers told him Super Bowl or bus, and mm-hmm. he didn't want that pressure. And, and kind of along with the, uh, well, we're going into Clancy Corner uh, later on in the second segment. So I leave that for that, um, that topic for that. But he didn't want that pressure, Super Bowl or bust. I think wherever he goes, a Super Bowl or bust. Uh, you know, John Elway is turning into Michael Jordan in the front office. People don't like him. I mean, he, he this is just showing that the suits always win. He didn't want Tebow there. Uh, this, you're right, what he said takes the pressure away from Peyton Manning to win because they don't expect him to win. So, well, they you know, they do, but if they don't, you're like, oh, it's okay. You know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He tried. Uh, I think this was a horrible decision. I, I don't understand it at all. You play people. Well, people underestimate the fact of playing in a dome, taking away all elements of weather. He hasn't played in thirty degree weather. Granted, Denver has the most sunny days out of any city in the country, I believe, uh, on a yearly basis. But that doesn't mean it's not frigid. That doesn't mean you know gloves aren't going to save him. Gloves aren't going to make his hands feel like he's in a dome. No, I, the reason why I thought he should go to a dome team or even San Francisco because he get to play against the. The uh, Arizona Cardinals, which is in a dome, he has that dome lighting, so it wouldn't mess mm-hmm. up his vision. He he has, um, you know, he knows where the light is. He might get the uh, car blunt like Kurt Warner has. Do you want the dome open or closed mm-hmm. uh, on Sundays or whenever, whichever day they play? He get to go to Seattle, which is another dome. He get to play those guys, and and also Seattle, not Seattle, but uh, St. Louis Rams, which is another dome. But Seattle's somewhat of a dome, uh, kind of closed in, but it's open. But they have the synthetic turf and stuff like that. I thought it'd be better for him, a 36 year old guy with four neck surgery. Now he doesn't have four neck surgery. I'm talking about Denver's a good place for him because he plays in cold weather. But that's one game he's back on a bus to the plane back in Indianapolis. He's also got altitude to deal with now, so it'll mm-hmm. be curious to see how he acclimates to that. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, their offensive line is strong. So, I mean, because they, they well, last year, they, they're a run, uh, they were a run-only offense mm-hmm. last year. So, But when you have to pass protect him, but he does have a quick release, but now you have to pass protect. So now you're putting this thing, I think he can pull it off because he's Peyton Manning and what I know about Peyton mm-hmm. Manning, but I don't know about the Peyton Manning who had four neck surgeries, this guy. Yeah. I think the selling point was uh, the quick release, the offensive lineman was, I think John Elway, one of the things he mentioned to Peyton Manning was, and he is arrogant. A lot of guys say John Elway is arrogant. And maybe Peyton Manning is, but we never see it. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the selling points was he won a lot of his Super Bowls at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. And Peyton going to two Super Bowls, winning one, um, possibly a chance to win one or two more. I mean, I mean, the odds, look at the Vegas odds. They went from 75-1 to one to 8-1. and one. That is, That's crazy. Mm-hmm. One guy, unless that one guy is Michael Jordan, maybe Peyton Manning <laughs> is Michael Jordan. I don't know. The status of I just know I know how good this guy is. I know his thinking um, and what he's done and what he's done on a football field uh, just by manipulating one player. And well, what we've got is um, you know who he was. We don't know who he's going to be, and that's the big thing because there's a lot of you know I call it you know everybody right now in the league is playing chess, waiting for him to make a decision. And now that he's made it, now we've gone from chess to the domino effect is to what's going to happen across the league and what's going to happen at the Denver Broncos when you've got um, somebody like Peyton Manning, Manning, who's still human. He's got a lot of transitioning going on with his family, with himself. Um, 
you're walking into a team, you've got new loyalty to build and new camaraderie. Uh, you've got coaches that aren't going to know quite how to work with him. So there, there's going to be a lot of transitionings and changes going on. Do you think, uh, you guys think uh, money had anything to do with it? $96 million? I mean, he, yeah, I mean I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, I'll put it this way. San Francisco... If they, they sign Mario Manningham, mm-hmm. they have that defense and Frank Gore. You think that that wouldn't be number one if money wasn't an issue? And Randy Balls for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that, so that is the tri, that is everything that you'd want. You know, and, th- and they're the sexy pick this year to make it, to get back there again. With him, that'd be over the top. I just don't understand. I don't know. I think he would have had everything in place in San Francisco, um, but they say it's Super Bowl or bust, and some guys can't handle their pressure. They're, that's you know, you, that's you heavy expectations. The, yeah. But he still has notes. I mean, he wasn't you know, closing his eyes during games last year. He knows the AFC better than the NFC, so he'll be able to win more games based on his research if he stayed in the AFC. So I understand that. Yeah, I, I know a lot of guys, when they do change teams or when they go to a, their free agency up, they want to stay in the same conference. I think I, I left the Arizona Cardinals when the same. Diego, I won NFC, AFC. I think football is football. I always thought the NFC was tougher, uh, more physical. I thought the finesse came from the AFC, unless you went to a maybe a, Kansas, a Baltimore Ravens team or something like that. Pittsburgh still is where the physical was back east, uh, where it's always cold. You have no choice but just to just to go hard on somebody. Mm-hmm. But it was more out here in California, out here in the West, Arizona. It's, you know, it's, it's laid back. <laughs> finesse right here but you know I, I, Peyton Manning going out there I thought you know you know the conference I, I don't buy into this and I don't know if you guys heard this I don't buy into it I didn't want to play against my brother uh, Eli yeah. Manning that is just the, I would That's love weak. to play against my brother That's weak Yeah. I mean, well, I mean he, would, he wouldn't him. go in the same division I mean he wouldn't go NFC East on him I mean I don't think I would think he would go against well, that he wouldn't go uh, he could have stayed in the AFC and went to the Jets but they signed uh, Mark Sanchez back to a long term deal which if I was <laughs> maybe you want to throw up if I, if I was <laughs> If I was a Jets, I would have did the same thing. Mark, Mark Sanchez, he got rid of uh, Brian Schottenheimer, who didn't let him throw the ball downfield. And you, For good and, reason, and probably. You argue, and you argued that he couldn't. Well, we've never seen it. Every time they throw down fields, it was a desperate situation, and they're looking for a, a pass interference. Okay. And I think the pass interference rule should be changed. I don't think it should be down there where you can go to the end zone and get the ball on the one-yard line. Go to the college rules. Make These guys are professional. Make them earn everything they have. Yeah, but no, but if that were the case, you only get 15 yards. If they throw a bomb uh, uh, down the field and you're beat, you, I'll just kick that guy's feet out. It's only 15 yards. Absolutely. So, but That's you exactly what change I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So, well, Roger Goodell is trying to keep people from getting injured. That will that will escalate Roger the injury. I know, I know, you're not the biggest fan of his. I'm not a fan of his because he's inconsistent. I don't like inconsistency. I don't, I don't. He's he has. Well, we're waiting on a decision right now with the bounty stuff. Yeah. And this is New what, Orleans. Thank, yeah. thank God for New Orleans. New Orleans is so happy this Peyton Manning thing's happening right now. Right, because, because it seems like it's dumbing it down a little bit. It right? is, and I think he wants to take the mind. It's kind of like a. Uh, you know, you guys don't know the R. Kelly case, but it's kind of like those things. The whole thing went on for about five years. It died down. We forgot that R. Kelly did what he did. Right. Um, and then his crime, his punishment was was not severe because we all forgot about it. Yeah. So the Peyton Manning situation um, is dumbing down the or, or taking a, taking the eyes it off the bounty. Yeah. yeah. So now I, I think the punishment gonna come anyway. These guys with the bounty um, tomorrow. Right, Maybe and I think tomorrow. it's going to be severe. It should be and severe. And it's going to be interesting as to how it all plays out. Then again, we go back to that domino effect as to what does that mean to all the other teams once we know what the punishment's going to be. I don't I don't know how they're going to punish all those players. I know the coaches, they should, They will say probably say that the coaches had more responsibility of that. The coaches, the players were doing what they were told to do. 
but those are grown men. Well, exactly. There, you can have peer pressure, but you also have a mind to make a choice. If you, if you're not sure, flip a quarter and do what your heart tells you to do. You know, do what's integrous. Yeah, I don't know. It's a time to take a break. I don't know what this stuff is right here. <laughs> okay, uh, Monk, we, we got we got a minute left. Monk can't talk. Right, anyways, yeah. <laughs> oh, three minutes. Thank you, sir. All right. So I just I, I another thing I was thinking about was um uh, he's not 22 anymore. Peyton Manning's not 22 anymore. Okay, he doesn't have the most intricate offense to run uh, in the NFL anymore. So because of the because of the offense that was in place, that's what made what he did with Marvin Harrison, what he did with Reggie Wayne, and all those guys so amazing. He made those guys' careers. It's different with this offense. Demarius Thomas definitely showed something see, last year. See, I don't like when I don't like what people say that. But go ahead. But I'll well, okay. That. So so he's 36. Okay, you, you said at you know four surgeries. Uh, we forget how good he is because he didn't play last year. So that could mean Russ. The first couple games probably won't be stellar. He'll probably play two if not all the preseason games even yeah. though he shouldn't because of his neck but he's been cleared to play so you're going to go balls to the wall or you're not so no. i mean it, so he's he's going to have to learn this offense fast and learn I, the camaraderie with this offense fast camaraderie is the main issue too cuz those guys got to have his back out there and they're not that talented that receiving core is not that talented no. so he, i think he liked the Maris. i think he uh Dumas he he liked some of those guys over there, uh, but they are young guys. That came one of them came in when pay, uh, when the Tim Tebow came in. I just thought the situation was better over in San Francisco, so it had to be more of a money issue. Or, or that he wanted to stay in the AFC. I mean yeah. that that's and, and I mean the secondary too. I don't think he. Uh, I mean I, I mean the uh, offensive there, line. There shouldn't be a problem picking up that offense. The offense had a pretty good running game. They passed the ball when they could, and it was short passes. And the quarterback was Tim Tebow. So imagine what uh, they lost games because Tim Tebow couldn't throw. He couldn't right. bring them from behind in situations. They if they was down for eight to ten points or more, he couldn't throw the ball far enough downfield with accuracy to get them um, to get them back into a football game. Now Peyton Manning. Changing these guys' career. Well, these guys, they got drafted, uh, rightfully so, in the first and second round. Um, it's not like Peyton Manning made Marvin Harris who he is. Marvin Harris made Peyton Manning also. They did this as a team. And you can also talk about Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne signed back with the 49, I mean, with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I don't like when one guy, even though it's Peyton Manning, because he's the quarterback, the spotlight is always going to be on the quarterback. Right. Uh, but he's, he's, he's throwing the ball. But don't forget about that line, that offensive line that. And, and you can say Peyton Manning built that offensive line with that trust uh, that he has in those guys or that he uh, made them think he had in the guys. But, they, you know, you give somebody that much confidence, that much trust, they'll do a whole lot of things for you. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's always a team effect that if you don't have the guy on the other end or the guy protecting you or, you know, whatever, depending on your position, then you're kind of SOL because you'll do it a few times. You'll play your position right a few times, but if you can't trust the guys around you, then you know you're either you're going to get upset or angry, and then your your ability to play goes down, um, or you're going to have fights in the locker room. Yeah, well, yeah. and now, well, if this was golf, and even golf is not an individual sport. Not when you got caddies and swing coaches and all that stuff, or mental coaches, right. uh, as in Debra uh case. <laughs> um, I would say he did it on his own. I don't even I don't even know what individual sports from the outside looking in is an individual sport because right. you have so many. Entities. You build a bowling. team around you. Yeah. Bowling. I, I was going to say bowling, but bowling. you got you got. 
Well, he's still here. You got guys shine your shoes. Well, what else do you have? Nobody else is throwing the ball down there <laughs> for you. We won't take a break. This you have a wrist do. coach. Yeah, you, you have a chiropractor. <laughs> That's part of your team. You still you got your boys that hang with you. They just they oh, just wear glasses I, and funny shoes. Entourage, not posse. Posse was in the eighties. Entourage. Yeah, bowling is an eighties sport. The you know the the clothing hasn't changed. Quamalasa Sports Talk. We come back at the next segment and we get into Clancy's corner. Their shoes and clothes just aren't. Yeah, and more clothing advice. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Y'all yeah, want me to sing? Get out of here with that. Clancy uh, Corner. Stevie Wonder, not Stevie Nick. Hey. <laughs> hey, Landslides. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. Thank you, Monk, for the Stevie Wonder. That's Alex been begging for. He almost been crying in the studio for I have been. Uh, but let's get it. We you know we were talking about how guys like Aaron Rodgers can leave off the air. I mean, you, you won a Super Bowl with the Giants. You was a nine and seventeen. You can get better, uh, but you play for the Super Bowl. Then you play for some stability. Hey, go get your money now. Was he there for the first one? Uh, Aaron he Ross, must have been there for the was, first one. Yeah. So two is fine. Then yeah. I'm gonna go make my two money. One is fine with me. <laughs> yeah, and now I need to get paid. Man, I got things to do. Now we got legacy and retirement. I, yeah. yeah, I got Maseratis I want to get. Now I got free <laughs> sandwiches <laughs> and Chandler. <laughs> Free sandwiches at a no no I didn't Not say free, free sandwiches I said yeah discounted, discounted. oh, oh mention Kwame yeah Sorry. just you, you, know, you, just you and me talking that's I not closer of business <laughs> yeah. she needs it going she just got to go on we got to get a commercial I don't know how we can do that I haven't had a commercial here you got to go through all kinds of channels but you know I got a good voice for it if you need if you need if you need a guy you, if you want to do it you can do it but everybody knows me uh, look. Um, <laughs> You, if you want to do it, you actually we can all do it together, really. See, once you, but you got to go have get the sandwich from Becky. Oh, yeah, so you can say authentically yeah, that yeah, holy man, that's like the greatest like, thing ever. I like it, but just go in and tell Becky a, I sent you. I got to pack a lunch to get there, though. That's yeah, the problem. You do. But you know what? You always on that side of town that's doing true. some, doing that's some true. speaking or something like that. I get by. Alex, yeah, you moved away from there. I so did. You up north now. You up there now. boy. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what I am. All right, um, get the Super Bowl ring. Get your money. That's how you can move from New York 
to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's small. No, Aaron Rod, he's still, he, he I still better, think he's an idiot. He better be a good golfer because what's over there? The, the, the <laughs> players, champ, the uh, TPC Sawgrass is in Jacksonville. Ooh. And he knows nobody. You're going to have 3,000 people a game wa- watching you. You have to tarp off half the stadium. What's going on with Clancy Corner? All right, uh, I'm going to start off by asking two very simple questions. Uh, number one, is Peyton Manning the lucky man who was given the key to a bottom feeder franchise in 1998? Absolutely. Number two, if you were drafted by a powerhouse NFL team that happened to get the number one pick, you know, uh, due to a previously off year, uh, would you have been looked at in the same shining light for winning all those regular season games but having a less than stellar playoff record with only one Super Bowl? I, I, you know, I don't know, but it's kind of food for thought. So here are the facts. 54,828 passing yards in the regular season, which is third all-time. 399 total touchdowns, third all-time. 49 touchdowns in 2004, which is second all-time for passing touchdowns in a single uh, single season. Uh, in that year, he was ousted in the playoffs by New England in the second round. Nobody can take anything that I just said away from him. He's a great regular season quarterback. Absolutely. you know, No question about it. But here are a couple other facts. 9-10 playoff record. Uh, let, let's not forget, though, he had four first-round buys in 11 years in the playoffs, which is you know 36, uh, 36% of the time, you know, which is uh, a pretty good percentage for, for that stat. Uh, his numbers aren't horrible in the playoffs. 5,389 passing yards in 19 playoff games, which is an average of 283 yards a game. Fine. Wh- which is more per game than he had in the regular season. Less games, higher number. You, know, you can take that as you wish. So those are the facts. But I'm going to ask the question again. If you were drafted by, say, the Giants or the New York Jets or, or the Eagles, for example, would he have been given that much leeway to continue to fail in the playoffs? I don't think so. And Kwame, I'm going to bring you in here. You said that for a long time to have a long and prosperous career in the NFL, it has to do with luck and timing, probably timing more than luck. Was Peyton's timing impeccable enough to have him drafted by a team that hadn't won a Super Bowl since 1971 while still in Baltimore? I think so. I mean, again, his regular season numbers are undeniable. He made Marvin Harrison and potentially Reggie Wayne Hall of Famers. But, in my opinion, he wouldn't have had that long of a tenure had he been somewhere else and not in Indy. I'll leave you with this. I think that had something to do with why he went to Denver. No one's expecting him to win there. We talked about that. If he does, all the better, because he's already a Hall of Fame quarterback, and it's going to make him look even better. That's probably why he didn't go to San Francisco, because there was so much pressure. I just don't understand why a team would pay him 96 mil when every snap that he takes is like playing high-stakes Russian roulette now. I just don't understand it. Football is the number one sport in the uh, world. I I work out at um, Athletes Performance, and there's uh, Asian groups over there that play football over there that don't play here. Uh, meaning they love that sport, uh, but they can't play over here. But some form, uh, some shape or form, they want to play football. Look at the, what the world thinks about football. Uh, the Vegas odds went from 75 to one to eight and one. This guy went to Denver, and uh, they don't have. I don't think their receiving core is good as what he's been accustomed to. Peyton Manning. They have a running game that they can build off. They had a defense that you know played well. Uh, majority of the times, uh, they probably was in the top ten. They got a lot, of, a lot of veteran guys over there. Not to mention, Peyton Manning was good coming out of the University of Tennessee. To answer your question, which is a very good question, good Clancy Corner, um, this guy came in at the right time to the Indianapolis Colts, a franchise that was what not even thought of, didn't win a playoff game uh, ever, actually uh, pretty much new organization. He comes there and wins uh, Bill's 
the stadium, what is it, Lucas Oil Can Field, mm-hmm. build the uh, arena, build the stadium, build the dome, uh, does a the lot fan of things. Base. Fan base. The fan base, you know, these guys wasn't coming to the game. They, Peyton Manning got there. They start, They saw some winning. They saw some glimpse. They was hoping he was the guy. It's kind of that first round pick in the draft. You hope this is the guy. I mean, he he does what he do and he did what he did in college, and and um, you just hope he is that guy. Uh, Peyton Manning comes there and wins. Now, if he does this, see, he went to Indianapolis where he had to build all this, and he helped build. You can honestly say this guy helped build them with the marketing and the money, the backing that the organization put behind him, and was willing to spend and pay to build that city up to where it is. And now you got uh, Super Bowls uh, being played there. You get uh, different events out there. A lot of it's because of Peyton Manning. Uh, the city, you've been downtown Indianapolis. The city is built up a whole lot more than it was in the past. This has to do with, in my belief, uh, football. The 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 uh, the number one sport that it is. It has to do with the excitement of being around those things. If he goes to New York, he goes to out of college uh, with that winning record, and then they're not gonna. I don't think the New York fans or or whether it be the Jets or the Giants, or whether it be Philadelphia, a city like that, somewhere on the West Coast, probably be Oakland. I don't know if they're going to put up with not winning. I mean, there'll be more stories written differently than Peyton Manning got us to the Super Bowl again. Peyton Manning, not Super Bowl, but Peyton Manning got us into the playoffs again, but we didn't win. Or we need a quarterback who can get us into the playoffs and win Super Bowls. It's, it's, different stories will be written depending on where he went because look at the laid-back uh, community that Indianapolis is and the hustle and bustle that New York is. It's just a different story. Remember, this guy has four MVPs of the mm-hmm. league. I think this is the most of anybody ever that ever played the game. So he can play. And, and him he going mm-hmm. to Denver. We talked about early in the segment. It has to be about money because I don't I don't see the situation. I mean, John Elway is. I don't know if he's Deborah. He can, he can convince that guy to go to um to that team right there with no uh, receiving core. Well, he's got to be looking at the whole picture of you know what does it mean to him on and off the field. You know what's his the quality of life going to be whenever he goes home based on the community and that as well. On the field, he's going to be looking at yes, the money is obviously going to be important. Um, and I'm very going to be very curious as to what the other guys around him do. It's always looking at, you know, are guys going to step up or step off? You know, when you've got somebody who's a high-performance player that comes in, it can step your game up big time, that all of a sudden everything you knew you had in you but you haven't brought out before for whatever reason, now you've got a challenge. Can I play with this guy at that level? And if he's going to, you know, he's he is a true leader. He can bring a lot of qualities to the team that may dynamically cho- uh, change the team as well. I love yeah, that. but that okay. So that's all fine and good, but he has probably, if he's smart, over two hundred million dollars in the bank with endorsements, with everything. I, I don't, if I don't you want to win, about his money. But go ahead. Okay, but I'm I'm okay. Paul according to all his according to the contracts he's had. Okay. Yeah, and, and the endorsements. I'm sure he's made more money than in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, so he has money. He's set. His his you know like his grandkids grandkids are set. They don't have to worry about money ever. Okay. So if you want to win, if you want to step up and be a man and try and win a Super Bowl where you're supposed to, and not where it'd be nice to win, you go somewhere else. I'm I don't want like Peyton Manning. You know he's done nothing wrong in the NFL. He's Tim Tebow with talent, because nobody hates him. Everybody's like you know they're rooting for him whenever he's on the field. But sack up, go play somewhere. 
where you can actually win, where you where, where you will get sacked because you're good enough to play. You are healthy enough to play, so go play somewhere where you can actually win and not be a nice, you know, fairy tale story. You might win in Denver, but give it like the one thing I will say about New York though. They were gonna try. They were gonna tar and feather Eli Manning if they didn't. If that David Tyree catch didn't happen, so I think that he definitely. To answer my question, I really think that he would have been out already with with all the wins. If that was a coach, if like look at Marty Schottenhammer, if if he if that was a coaching record in the in the regular season and the playoffs, that coach would have been fired. Marty got fired fourteen. Fourteen two. Yeah, he got fired, but he's an idiot. Well, Marty's an idiot. Yeah, because he's a coach. Yeah. If he was a quarterback, he would not have got he would not have got candy. I, I, I don't think traded. I, I think whatever. Marty and I, I want to get back to that Peyton Man, but I think and I'll say this about Marty real quick. He does a great job of hiring his uh, staff because uh, they know what they're doing. I mean, I played with Marty. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. see what how great of a coach he was, but he did a great job of hiring his staff. Um, other than that, but Peyton Manning. Um, I think Peyton Manning, I, I've learned never to uh, doubt anybody with athletic skills who's played in a competitive sport, or for, for the most part, anybody. You never doubt what a man going to do or a woman going to do. Unless you've you walked in their shoes, right. you don't know what's going on. And, and then you gotta, you got to think about this. If I tell you right now, hypothetically, Alex, I'm going to smack you in your face right now, you, there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is the repercussion. Now there's the cause and the effect. Uh, you can't you can't doubt that I'm not gonna smack you in the face. So if somebody tell you something, just be thinking they they probably gonna do it. Those words come out their mouth. I got a faster forty time than you, so I'm good. Yeah, I mean I don't doubt it because I can't. <laughs> I haven't ran a forty long. I don't doubt it, but but I don't doubt the passion and the hope and the will and the desire right. of a professional athlete. And maybe Peyton Manning wanted to show everybody because he is competitive. Maybe he wanted to show everybody that I can take this Denver team uh, to a consistently to the playoffs and possibly win a Super Bowl. The same thing he did in Indianapolis. He's not I a young pup anymore, though. He's got three good years left. I don't care how old. He can be if 50. That. He can be 50 years old, and if he can get the ball to the quarter, to the receivers and, and put everybody in the right place. Quarterback, there's a lot going to being a quarterback. He's got instead a lot of, more wisdom now. Yeah, instead of dropping back, throwing a football, or dropping back, handing off. you got to check. It's kind of like you watch Kurt Warner play. This guy knew where he was going before he got under the center, mm-hmm. before he made one cadence. But... Peyton Man in Peyton Manning's um, instance, this guy this guy lines everybody up from the offensive lineman to the receiver or everything out. He makes your defense better because he uses all of the clock. He keeps your defense off the field and they get rest. So when they come back on the field, they playing full ready speed. To rock. That's fine. Yeah. But, but that's not answering the question. Which why did question? he go? Why did he go to a team that didn't have a chance to win this year? That's they don't have a chance to win this year, he's so a, why would he go there? He's a competitor. He had four or five teams so, he could have went to. So it's to. like, hey, you know what? Let's run the mile. You get. Uh, let's run the marathon. You get a ten mile head start because I'm competitive. Yeah, I, I like to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I like. If to he be wants to win, why you play to win, I, right? I can't tell you, you what's in that guy's heart. I can't tell you what's in his heart. I can tell you that guy does have a heart. Sure, of said, course, he's I, one of the fiercest competitors of this generation. It's the same I understand thing. That. It's the same thing he did when he came to Indianapolis. Okay, everybody's talking about my neck. You listen to the stuff. It's human nature. I'm listening to. What everybody's saying about me who haven't talked to me, I'm telling you, I can take this team and do it. If not, what does he have to lose? He went to two Super Bowls. Everyone has put him in the Hall of Fame. Four years ago, they put him in the Hall of Fame. I thought he still had work to do. And we not after four MVPs. And we don't know what the team's plan is either. We don't know what other... Exactly. The team that you see right now on the roster may not be the team that he plays with in a few weeks. There were ten stud uh, wide receivers... They were free agents, and they're all gone. So they don't have anybody that they can just sign now. Like, Vincent Jackson's not still available, because I'm sure he'd want to stick it to the Chargers and go... and the go. In, yeah, absolutely. If he had a chance now... Did they if, franchise him? 
Pardon? Franchise. Yeah, they treated him well because he, he, he threw the first punch, and then they were like, okay, well, we're not going to pay you. We're not going to give you a contract that you want. Well, so that's why he went. Well, he went to Tampa Bay. Right. So, he got a deal. I, oh. Yeah, we'll take a break. We, <laughs> he said, oh, <laughs> all oh, right. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, we don't. We, I mean, con- the, the uh, conversation topics get to that point where we go to the end of the segment. Hey, it's the Quam Live Sports Talk. We'll be back with Down and Dirty with Deborah. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I'm not afraid. Yeah. It's been a ride. I guess I had to. I like to be going that place. You should do the Kim song. That's that's uh, radio friendly. Now some of you. I still be in that place. Trying to get out. All the lyrics too. Just follow me. Oh, I want to let that play. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We uh, that was Deborah. That's for Deborah. It is. Call me Dance Party 2012 in here and not bringing the show back. I don't dance anymore unless I'm naked. Look. Alex, visual I don't need. That's no, okay. I thought you said he couldn't play the music. What are you talking uh, I about? I don't know. Yeah, he's Monkey, better, you put he's me on blast better than all of us. You want <laughs> to start talking about what you know from here on out. You want to start. I just you listen to Clancy's <laughs> corner. I did. <laughs> you can start talking about what you know. Monk's got my back. Yeah. Well, let's get down and dirty with Deborah real quick because we got We may have a call in in a minute. All uh, right. So we're gonna make it short and sweet. We're uh, still talking about the assessment because it's important when we're building this playbook that you totally understand where you are, where you're going, and what do you want to get out of. Uh, out of your performance. So we're up to the point of looking at physical conditioning. Part of the assessment when I'm working with the guys is always looking at um, sport-specific, player-specific, and position-specific. And we're always looking at, you know, say for one player it might be strength is important or endurance or explosiveness or accuracy or speed or agility, power, flexibility. Whatever it is that's important to them may not be as important for another player. So I go through and ask a bunch of questions about, you know, if you were to grade yourself right now, let's take strength for instance. You know, where are you on a scale of 1 to 10 and where do you want to be? 
So we're going to look at where are you currently, where do you want to be, and what's getting in your way. And what's getting in your way when we boil it down is going to be some type of belief or emotion or thought or an emotional or mental process that we can then work with in order to improve the sport, uh, improve the performance, which will improve the outcome. Uh, if they're doing really well, we're going to look at how can we leverage it, how can we make it even better. Uh, nobody should really ever be at a 10 because there's always some type of room for an improvement. Uh, the other thing, like right now when we're going through pro days, and of course guys are go- getting ready to go into their OTAs, mini camp, training camp, and those type of things, is uh, what is going to be most important to you to be able to show your skills at the highest level. Some of the guys going into the combine right now, um, in their pro days, you know, they've got the 40-yard dash and the bench press and vertical and broad jump, the three cones, the shuttle, um, shuttle run and those type of things. So looking, again, player-specific, um, you know, what do you, what do you need to do? You know, um, one of my players that I worked with last year, I mentioned him before, as a wide receiver. He wanted to run the 40-yard dash in a 4.4 or better. He knew in his position he needed that in order to be able to look to, be looked at seriously by doing a little bit of work over the phone, a couple things that I taught him, and he practiced, uh, he was able to bring it in at a 4.32. You know, the scouts looked at him, and he ended up getting signed. So by looking at mental and emotional conditioning of more than just working with the mind and what are you thinking, and, you know, we don't have to go back and look about, you know, what was your childhood like and mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. We look at where are you, where do you want to go, and what's getting in your way as it relates to anything specific to your sport and your performance. You know, I, I, I agree with you. I think of um, uh, when these guys come out, they, their senior year or whether they come out their junior year, they have three years to get better at, I mean, I'm sorry, three months. Mm-hmm. They have three months to get better for the combine, and they put so much a premium on speed. These guys who run a 4-4, mm-hmm. who maybe run a 4-5, they can get it down to a 4-3, but they really don't run that. You train to do it, but they don't continue to train for the for that four three speed, right? But they were already fast enough. I I played with guys who's like four five four six. Some of these guys were corners, and I thought it was amazing that not they didn't have the speed, but they was hanging with guys who run four fours, mm-hmm. who run uh, probably low four fours, uh, because they had good hips. And when you're training these guys, I, I think it's best to train them on skill specific instead mm-hmm. of going out there jumping over hurdles or, right. or doing uh, 100 push-ups for no reason that you're right. never going to use again. Uh, just the stupid stuff that the NFL put the combine on. I think the combine is a joke. I, right. think, I think half the guys... It's a way to create a scorecard that doesn't mean a lot. I think half the guys... If I watch a guy play for three years, then I know he can play football. Then all, all the only thing that matters to me is whether he's been in trouble or is he's, mm. he's correct... Not that he's been in trouble. You're going to get in trouble because remember these are 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids going to college and getting away from home, so there will be trouble. But if this guy got in trouble, what was that his life like after that? What right, yeah. Trouble? Did you get in trouble and, and you, you can now be honest door. about it and right. now you've made some changes yeah. because you know what's really important. Right. So if you've learned, that's another I don't even care thing. if you uh, smoke weed um, in college. Mm. Um, if as long as it's don't way to bring it to that. What well, you know what? Because guys, <laughs> guys are losing drop pick. Uh, Khalid, a key from uh, the corner for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a top three pick. He smoked weed. He admitted it to those guys. He went ten. So yeah. what? Well, right. I, so I mean, I think it's probably safe to say that the combine really is just a test for. Okay, so these your agent. Everybody's telling you, you know, you're going to get drafted here. You could make this much money. Isn't this the first time that they step up to the plate and actually, you know, they're going to put up or shut up? Like, it's it, a lot of it, what you hear about is mm-hmm. these guys coming in overweight, 
and you hear them coming in. Well, they've already, they're like, the I've, already, I've already made it, so why do I need to show it? Like, Lendo White is the one that reminded me the most because he had so many touchdowns his senior year in, at USC. They, they won so many games, and he came in 30 pounds overweight to, his, to the combine. It's like these things. Well, that shows you don't care. And I've heard scouts talk about the fact that when they watch guys over the years and they've had a guy that has consistently gained and lost weight over the years, mm-hmm. that they know that that's a pattern that they're going to keep and they're going to they're gonna downgrade him when it comes time for yeah, the draft. And like Lindo White, and this guy's, to- you know, he might be the guy I've been watching for three years. He, he was up there with Reggie White, but he may be that guy I was watching for three years. And then he comes to the combine out of shape, which means he didn't do anything from for three months to come in right. here, to and he doesn't care him. enough. Yeah. He doesn't care enough. He's like, so. I'm gonna get drafted. I'm gonna get signed. Right. So and now he's not playing in the National Football yeah. League. Right. Well, even the guys right now, some yeah. of the veterans that I'm talking to, that uh, you know, they're getting ready. OTAs are coming up. They're going into mini camp and stuff, and they're saying, man, you know, I either have to lose some weight because I've gained it in the off season, or some of them got to gain some muscle mass because they've lost that in the off season. Right. And, and uh, it, it goes down to an emotional, uh, an emotional swing back and forth, and we can work on that. And the days. Going or where you can go to camp and get in shape now. Now there's a go. Yeah, I know some guys. Yeah, good luck with that. Go, yeah, mm-hmm. Larry Sinner was one of them. I thought I'm. Let me do what Larry Sinner's do. I'm like, mm mm. I gotta get. In, I gotta get in shape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you like cheeseburgers, you know the NFL isn't for you. The, if that's what if that's what you eat, because it seems like you have to. Don't get them from uh, what McDonald's on Alma School in uh, in Chandler. <laughs> You say Bring it, it back. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> no, that's a Can coffee thing. Get them to sponsor you us. We'll see how that works. Forget about it. Um, Forget about yeah, it. Yeah. No. No. I, I watched guys. Uh, Gilbert Brown was the first guy I mentioned on this show before. That he was the first round guy. My defense alignment was Dana Stubblefield, Gilbert Brown, Cal Moore, Guy Howard. We had the best defense line in Big Eight at that time. It was the Big Eight. Uh, so that's how long I go back. Um, <laughs> but they were. I'm we the, you can still walk. We had the best defense line in the Big Eight. Gilbert Brown ate himself out of the first round. Mm-hmm. He was the first rounder and went to the third round. Went to Green Bay, known as the Grave Digger. Still got his money, but he mm-hmm. added it later. He right. still had to. Now you had to. Now your financial security is a little bit different now. And well, then the money wasn't the same in third round pick back then. Plus, I've got guys that are now worried about. Okay, so I've gained the weight. You know, a, a veteran or a young guy coming in, either one. I mean, I've gained the weight. Now I've got to lose it. Going into camp, I'm trying to hold position or earn my position. So it just increases the mental and emotional pressure on them when they've already got enough to deal with. Um, so, you know, why do that to yourself when you can stay consistent, still enjoy your life, and, uh, and, and not you, have that much strain on your body? And you're doing this for um, probably 10-plus years of your it's life. It's your job. Yeah. It's your job. You start. We go down to that. It's your job. Well, see, and now also, Deborah. I think uh, this is where you come in uh, handy with these college guys. Now they got to not only the physical part about it. Now you got to find out um, these guys' mental aspect or how they approach the game. Now you can. Everyone knows how to play college football. The guys that are coming out in the draft. That's what I mean by everyone. They know how to play college football. They don't know how to play pro football. Exactly. And now they got a big job. But, but they train their they train their physical body all the time. And the mental aspect they get from probably the strength coach. Saying something crazy to them and then making them overcome situations that they didn't think they can do. Well, they had but pure willpower, and willpower yeah. and positive thinking will not get you into or keep you in the NFL. You've got to go to a higher level, just like you go to more, you know, better strength conditioning, better everything when you go into the pros. You've got to do the same thing with the mental and emotional conditioning. Positive thinking will not get you where you want to go. Right. I think a lot of guys uh, coming out of college or going into the draft, uh, whichever way they may be going in from. Um, you know, Hello? Some, yeah, hold on a second now. Breathe. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Breathe a little bit. Hold on. Um, 
but they go in and they think they're just good enough that they can just overcome right. uh, on athletic ability alone, and that's right. not true. You got to learn how to play. You got to latch up uh, to some I veterans. Got guys, last night that are going into the combine today, I get phone calls. You know, and I was giving the talk last night and uh, talking to some afterwards and getting phone calls that uh, you know they're saying, oh my God, you know this is the most important day of my life, and all of a sudden now they're going to call me. You know, right. I don't have a freaking magic wand. I wish I did, but I don't. Yeah. Strength conditioning and mental and emotional conditioning is the same thing. It is a process. I can well, do a lot in a very short period of time, but it's still a continuous process. For the for the most part, uh, hey, cut, c- c- hey, cut them off. For the most part, uh, athletes are stupid. They um, uh, and they're uninformed. Well. Well, they well they're uninformed in this aspect don't hold of back, it because Carmen. they do not hold back. They too many think. <laughs> okay, you want to tell you what? Don't hold back. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. If you want to call in and argue with me, and it will be an argument. Well, and too many people, too many athletes, they look at the mental aspect of that means that I must be weak. If I need somebody to my mental and emotional gain, that means I'm weak, which is BS. Yeah. Because the smart, courageous people are the one that says, you know what, I've got a coach that helps me in this area. I've got another coach who helps me in that area. I need a coach over here because there is no book for dummies that I can follow that Uh tells me exactly what to do, how to do it in my career and as myself as a human being. It's not specific to me. It's a huge shock to the system to be going from the top dog to the freshman in high school again. So a lot of people deal with it differently. Either they either they think they're still either they're going to be to their whole life and then be out of the league in two years, or they're going to suck it up, be like, "Yo, teach me." Bromply just like just like what happened with you. Just I just I, I want to learn everything. Yeah, and, well, and that, that you know how talented you are. You know your work ethic is good because you made it to the NFL. Most people have a good work ethic and not don't just make it on talent alone. But I'm sure it's a huge shock to your system to not be the top dog anymore, and you can either deal with it or you can be out of the league in a year. Yeah. And if we look at the science of it as well, is you know you've got science that tells you what helmets to wear. We're not wearing leather helmets anymore. You've got shoes that are all built <laughs> around <laughs> science. Yeah. You've got everything. Even the football itself is you know everything is built around science and what really works. Why would you not use the science of the mind and the science of the heart and the nervous system that all all work together in order to bring your performance to a higher level. You want a cutting edge, that's it. That's yeah. what will get you past the other guys that are equally or even more talented than you when you add this other aspect into it that allows you to take all of the talent that you have and actually use it. And, with, and it's like life in general. Once you get older and things and you become, like just say, you in the league for three plus years, mm-hmm. you should know more. You should be able to know more and not make right. those same mistakes you made. Now you continue to make those mistakes, you're telling me, you're going to do it your way, not the team way, and it's not going to help us win football games down the road. We may lose that big game because you continue doing it your way. Right, I mean, and that's the difference in football and every other sport because in basketball you can get away with it. You can get away with being a diva. If you're a stud, I think basketball, you can get away with it. Because uh, it's five more, guys, individual sport, mm-hmm. uh, individual one-on-one battles. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and, and, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. football, football is like that too. Cause we sit there in the football, beat the man in front of you. It's 12 guys, 11 mm-hmm. guys on the field, beat the man in front of you. 12 guys penalty. I had a concussion. I can, I can, hey, I can talk to you about that if you want. I can talk to you about I can teach you the rules if you want to know. You don't know shit. Got him up. I don't, I don't have to swear on the air. Well, Aaron, Aaron, is, um, Aaron Burks is on there. He has a client. Let me see. Uh, Monk, is he still up there? Yes, I'm here. Aaron, okay. What's, what's going on, man? I had to cut you off. Y'all I, was having a problem. I'm uh, coming live to you from uh, Santa Monica Beach. I'm here with uh, DeMarlo Belcher, the, this year's NFL draft prospect from uh, Indiana. DeMarlo Belcher, receiver, huh? Yes. Yes, okay. He's actually right next to me. Okay, well, what's what's uh, what does it look like for him this year going into the draft? Um, it's looking pretty. It's looking pretty promising. Um, you know, definitely uh, there's some things going on at at Indiana that obviously were out of his control that you know he he didn't get the benefit from. But uh, 
his, uh, his, his ability on the field is uh, definitely one of those things that you cannot pass up. Uh, he's done a lot of things off the field to kind of help his image in regards to some of the things that went on at Indiana for his last year. Well, so I, one of the things we're working on now in, in regarding to getting his, uh, his mental preparation as well as, as well as working on his, uh, you know, his character. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, you, that you got to take all those things into the National Football League. However good you thought you are, uh, think you are, or thought you were in the and um, the collegiate level, uh, that's all. That's all fine and well. Um, and it'll get you to this point to possibly getting drafted. But now you have to mentally prepare yourself because you're physically ready to play in the NFL, um, according to scouts and according to agents and general managers. Mentally, you better get your mind right. Um, I, I know Alex is. Uh, you pulling him up? He looks good. I know he um, was one of those guys, if not the guy, uh, on in the collegiate level at the time. And and, and certain things happen. And I, we talked on the air today. You know, when you're in college, you're coming in as a young kid. Sometimes you're getting away from home. I'm not sure exactly where his hometown is, but you make mistakes, and some of those do to no fault of your own. You got to choose your friends wisely. You got to be around the right right situations where, okay, there's a possibility. My junior, senior year, if football is what I want to do, then I might have a chance to go football. So now I got to stay away from these things. Uh, if you didn't know that before, but now I got to stay away from these things because that follows you down in your uh, NFL career. Oh, absolutely, and uh, that's one of those things. A lot of a lot of guys at the community level aren't as fortunate um, you know, to have that that sort of support system uh, with people that can help guide these guys mentally. Because at the same time, off outside of actually you know performing at a high level in the field, you got to perform at a high level off the field. And I feel like a lot of a lot of college kids are don't sort of have that luxury. And uh, you know they usually are on the teammates all the time. And you know how that is. You can either get you know sucked into the wrong crowd, or you can you know you know manage your friends wisely. But at the same time, it's still not enough to sort of to balance that, you know, an elite athlete out. So that's, I think with uh, with Deva's background, that's that's a great thing to have as an athlete getting ready to, you know, go to the next level. And that's uh, that's actually one of the things um, I wanted to know if uh, maybe uh, I have DeMarle here right now and I uh, would like to get him online. Hey, uh, Aaron, uh, thank you for calling in. You, you know you're on with uh, uh, Deborah. You know Deborah's in the studio. We also have Alex Clancy in the studio. Um, yeah, no, he's he's more than welcome to get on. And uh, I think more so if he having questions, he should have questions uh, mentally of for Deborah, uh, I could tell you everything about the, the physical as- uh, pre- preparation to get into it, uh, but definitely ask Deborah. Hey, where y'all at? McDonald's somewhere? Santa Monica? On the beach. <laughs> oh, on the beach. Oh. Yeah, we're out oh, okay. on the beach. Waiting. We're actually getting ready to go to uh, to train at Proactive, which is which is known for training uh, guys like C.J. Spiller, uh, Clay Matthews, and uh, we're also getting in some work with uh, uh, I forgot his name, but he's the guy. He's got credit for uh, training um, Chad Ochocinco, Steve Smith of the, of the Panthers. So we're going there to get some work in with DeMarlo. Okay, we'll put him, put him on, DeMarlo. All right. <laughs> One second. One second. He should have been right there. Hey, I'm getting right now. <laughs> He's watching the girls. He should be on the show. Yeah, he must be running into the sand, getting his training in early. <laughs> Hello. DeMarlo, what's up? This is Quan Lasseter. You're on with the Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris. We understand you are. Uh... Now, we're looking at your numbers um, over at Indiana. And uh, they're pretty yeah. good numbers, man. So uh, we know that there was a situation there that, you know, you probably didn't have a whole lot of control of, but it's a situation right. nonetheless. Uh, what, right. what, what is your, um, what is your body, what does your body feel like and what is your mental aspect with these uh, upcoming draft, upcoming workouts you may have? Well, uh, you know, I've been working out, you know, every day. Um, you know, I came down here to work out and, uh, you know, basically show people that I'm uh, still serious about what I'm trying to do. And, uh, you know, my body feels great, you know. 
physically and mentally, so, you know, it's going good right now. So what are you doing mentally in order to uh, up your game? You know, just try to become a better person, you know, off the field, because, you know, the things you do off the field, you know, affect what you do on the field. So, you know, in that aspect, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what I try to do, just try to do everything right, you know, do it the right way. Well, and there's also some very specific things that you can do on your mental game that will actually help your performance as well that can take you, you know, if we look at uh, the work that I do is player-specific and position-specific. So whatever you need from uh, mental, emotional, as well as your physical game can be worked on from the mental aspect. Oh, okay. So mental is not, uh, you know, not necessarily positive thinking. I don't even believe in positive thinking because unless it's believed in, it's just a lot of words going in and out of your head. But right. there's there's very specific techniques, uh, a trigger statement where we could uh, basically, it's a way of taking you into the future in your imagination and seeing what it's like when you're playing at your absolute very best. And when you get to that point, uh, there's a question that I asked that, what are you saying to yourself right now? And what comes out of that for players is usually about a three to four word statement that is just very emotionally uh, impactful and could get them in the zone in um, a click of a finger, basically. Uh, right. So it's very important in pro days as well as when you get to uh, play in the uh, pro level to be able to have those type of tools and many others in your tool belt. Right. Debala, yeah, uh, yeah, I, th- I think... Uh with the uh, guys that are coming out of the draft, such as yourself now, coming into the draft or coming into a situation where you possibly get a, a legitimate shot uh, to play for a certain team, I think they have the benefit more of they are physically ready, but uh, they, they now can be mentally ready now because you have those people out there like uh, Deborah Debris. You, you can ask uh, Aaron about her. Aaron talked with her. Um, yeah. but you can get well, more. The, the scouts have even said that when they look at players, they look at there's a couple whenever they go to the combines or the pro days or that, there's always a couple players that shine, a couple players that shouldn't be there, and everybody else they look at as average because the right. guys at this level are so highly skilled. And what they look at now that they've got all these highly skilled guys is they're looking at who can play under pressure. And, and I right. give you I give right. you a great example about mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, you know, all of us watch movies, and you watch Tom Cruise. I, Tom Cruise need an acting coach. All these guys, top actors and actresses, have acting coaches. I'm like, why? You were already good. But to stay on top of your game and, and the way and the situation you had in college, uh, again, and we don't want to harp on that, but it was a situation nonetheless. Um, but you is seeing more, you are looked at more as going the extra mile uh, and doing the right things. Because you're going to get out there and ball. All you need is a chance. Uh, right, I really right. That's you, all I need. Yeah, you need well, a chance, but you're going to get out there and ball. But you got yeah. You have to be seen doing the right things or look like you were going the extra mile. And that's just right. not your physical part of it. Because physically, you can play ball. Uh, mentally, right. how long can you stay in the game? Can anybody get into your head at any time? Right. Yeah, one bad play can take a player out unless you have the tools for quick recovery in order to get your head back in. So when you're under fear, frustration, anxiety, or any of those things that come up with any player on any day in any game, uh, when you have the techniques in order to shift it immediately, now you've got something more than any anybody else standing next to you has. Mm-hmm. What What is your next move? What is your next step? Uh... No, uh, outside of, yeah, outside of working out, what do you have anything lined up before pro days? And within when? For your pro day. Do you have oh, any? No, I, already did, I already did my pro day. It was on the 5th. I got a, uh, I got that regional combine at the end of the month on the 30th in Detroit. Okay. All right. So that's what, so you just, right now you're maintaining uh, your health and, and, and working out, getting everything yes, done? Yes, sir. All right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. One of the things to do when you go in there, and, and you've probably already done the, 
because you had a pro day. Let's go out there. You got to have fun. If you don't look like you're having fun, uh, right. it's going to become, become too stressful and strenuous on you, and it's going to look yeah. like this guy's pressing, and, and I don't know how his pressure situation is. But you got to go out there and have fun. Cause this, you've done this all your life, actually. Right. It's just right. now somebody's watching you with a microscope instead of through a, a window, uh, upstairs window. window. Now it's through the microscope, and um, you've done this. You just got to go out there and have fun. And the thing is, look at it moment to moment too. Forget about the anybody else who's there, the other players that are there. It, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to affect your outcome unless you let them. Uh, you can watch a guy ahead of you that does extremely well, and some players will go, "Holy crap! I don't know if I can do that well or not." Or you have somebody ahead of you who stumbles, and you go, "Holy man! I hope that doesn't happen to me." Instead, right. if you can just stay in your game and go by past evidence, what have you done to this point yeah, to get yeah, you yeah, where you are? Yeah, and exactly, and just keep bringing that up. This is what I know about myself, and this is why I'm here. Forget about the scouts and everybody else who's there. Just focus on you and what you know you can do. All right, buddy, look, we got to get off this air. Look, we hope you have a long career, but, you know, definitely call us if you need. I'm sure uh, Deborah will be talking to Aaron uh, from time to time, but definitely uh, you got resources. Use all your resources. I, I, would, I would definitely stress, stress it that you use all your resources and situations you, you might not have a lot of knowledge in. But uh, Aaron knows how to reach us, uh, but call us if you need us anytime. Best of luck to you. Hey, he must have hung up. Hey, before we get off the air, you know uh, Peyton Manning? Uh, I do know him. Yeah. I've heard the name twice. Andrew Luck is going to have to do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, no, they gave him the shaft. But they he's going to have to do the same they thing. Joey Harrington him. About to do. They Joey Harrington him. Because Joey Harrington went to Detroit, had nothing. and Andrew Luck? Peyton Manning had nothing in and ended after he came there. So, you know, that's a lot to talk about. You know what we need to talk about, though, this March Madness. we got to get hard <laughs> on that March Madness, really. So bring whatever left of your bracket. we got, we got 30 seconds. No. Oh, I've got everything perfect so far. You didn't oh. know? I picked everything correct. Well, only the, in this 30 seconds, all I know is Kansas is still in it. And they, they well, we learned. also know that, Eric's, uh, that uh, Alex is a liar. But other than well, that. yeah, that's true. We knew that from day one. But, look, um, appreciate you guys. Good segments. Uh, we come back. Tell me uh, how you really feel, Deborah. <laughs> you <laughs> got did. them all right. It's like dude. <laughs> she did. You must be the rain man. You got them all right. Well, I'm telling you. Hey, this camera sucks. Uh, sports talk. Uh, check us all out on our search engines. Uh, a bunch of Twitters, Facebooks, and fan pages. Uh, we there answering questions. That's another part of the show. for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 